Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to talk to you about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing line that proceeds of the shirts and tanks and everything else goes to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. So um, this all came about with me and seeing a five-year-old girl in the emergency department uh, that had a new onset of diabetes. So uh, just take a look at the website. It's www type1lifting.com so just check it out if you don't buy anything that's perfectly fine uh, I would just like for you just to take a look and just see what we have so like I said before www.type1lifting.com and guys I hope you enjoy the show Alright guys, another episode coming at you with the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I have a, a good friend of mine that is a trainer at the gym that I work work out at, and her name's Rachel Myers. How's everything going? Hi, good. How are you doing? No complaints. So um I like to like, you know, let the let the listeners know like when you first started getting into personal training and how long have you done it? So I've been training uh professionally for about six years now with my certification. I got my certification through NASM. Uh, yeah, it's been about six years. Before that, I was just kind of doing it on the side with my friends here and there. Total, probably 10 years, but legitimately six years. Okay, very cool. So um, what was it like, you know, when you got your certification, you know, looking for a job? And, like, where did, where was your first spot that you actually was, was a personal trainer at? So I actually, it's kind of a funny story. So I work, I still work, uh, the gym I work at, it was a different location. I had just moved to Georgia um, and I was looking for a job and I just worked out there all the time. I had just moved here, had no friends, had no job. And at the front desk, they asked me, do you just want to work here till you find a job? Because I was in there every day, sometimes twice a day, and I got to know them at the front desk. So I actually started working at the front desk just very part-time while I did some other things. And I had always wanted to get my certification, so I thought this was the perfect opportunity to do it. I was dating a trainer at the time. It was like, you would be perfect. Just go and get your certification and at least do it for now until you figure it out. Um, And I got my certification and decided I was good at it and I liked it, so I stuck with it. Awesome. So what was it like with your first ever client? So, um, I was definitely nervous. It was my first time meeting her. It was early in the morning. Um, and I had everything planned out ahead of time. Um, I had the workouts we were going to do and all of that. Um, you know, like I do with everybody in evaluation at the beginning, we sit down and talk. She was so simple, no questions, no nothing. It was like, yes or no with her. So we talked for maybe four or five minutes, went and did the workout. She went through everything so quickly. Um, I just wasn't prepared. I had extra time to kill. So I just kind of I had to wing it the last 10 minutes of her workout maybe. Um, and from that point on, I just kind of figured out, okay, things are going to happen. Probably four out of five times you can't have everything planned out. Yeah. So what, what was your evaluation? Like what, what do you talk to them about? And like, do you do like movement assessments or anything like that? Yeah, I do. So it's kind of evolved the last few years. I mean, it's been pretty much the same. I sit down, I ask people, the first question is always why they're there, what they want to get out of personal training. Um, so I just kind of get to know them see if they have any injuries or any recent surgeries, any limitations, medical concerns, things like that. I really talk to them and get a feel for why they're there. Um, and then I'll take them through. It just kind of depends for the general population though. I'll have them do a few basic exercises. I'll have them do just basic squat to take a look at their form, see how they move, their range of motion, any imbalances. I'll have them do a push-up, whether it's from their feet or from their knees. Um, a plank, I'll have them hold for 30 seconds um, to see if they have any imbalances there. And then I'll have them do some sort of core exercise, depending on on that point, what 
I see that they're able to do or not, whether it's basic or more advanced to kind of see how their core strength is. Okay. That's very basic. Um, it just depends whether they're an athlete or if they're there, they have an injury. It just depends. I'll add a few more things, but that's pretty much the baseline that I do. Yeah. So wh what are the type of clients that you like to, that you relatively deal with most of the time? So I have a good range anywhere from like 12 years old to 75, but I, <laughs> I prefer athletes, um, people that want to work hard and sweat. Um, I mean, everybody's different. Everybody's fun. Every, I mean, I, I find that more times than not, 99% of the people I've trained, we've become really close. I love them. They're super fun to work with. But I would say athletes are probably what I would prefer. Somebody who's not afraid to lift heavy and sweat. Okay. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so, so how do you, so as a, as a female trainer, I've, I've always been curious about this. So how do you get your, your male clients to kind of buy in to say, Hey, you know, I know my stuff and I'm going to push you. So it's kind of funny how it's shifted from when I very first started out um, versus now. So I think I, I'm always very professional with my clients, but I also get get to know them on a more personal level. But yeah. I think from the very first sit down, a lot of men, especially if they're older, don't necessarily take you know, a younger female telling them what to do seriously. But from the get go, the first meeting, I lay down everything, the program, what we're doing, why we're doing it, how we're doing it, things like that. And I think it's, it's funny when I do, um, so we have the Tanita scale, the body composition analyzer. Yeah. There's a ton of information. I know you're familiar with it. Um, but for those listening who don't know what it is, it just shows your muscle mass, how many pounds of muscle, how many pounds of fat, how hydrated you are bone, like all kinds of stuff, your inflammation you have in your body, so many things. And I usually see the shift in the men who are all kind of like, I can tell by their demeanor, they're, they're always very nice, but it's just kind of like, kind of like, what are you not, what are you going to teach me? And then by the end, once I go through everything so thoroughly, their demeanor just shifts and it's kind of like, okay, like I, I just feel they have more respect for me at that point. Yeah. Um, but I've had, when I very first started training, a few uh, male clients try to hit on me uh, <laughs> and that just shut down really quickly i i don't want to say that they they become afraid of me but i think they kind of get like okay i i can't mess with her we're here to work yeah especially yeah especially when you're telling me it's like this is like professional like you know i'm here to we, we do we're doing one job and we're not doing anything else after right exactly yeah so it's, kind of, it's kind of been fun for me to just see the shift in in the dynamic a little bit yeah that's awesome. That's that's pretty funny. I can imagine like like seeing a guy like try to hit on you, then all of a sudden you just like flip that switch and be like, nope, right. nope, and then they're like, oh, all right, this 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 chick's for real. So right, yeah, <laughs> it's happened a few times. I have some good stories. Yeah, well, well tell tell me one. Um. Well, the very first this was probably I had only been training for a few months, like professionally, and it was actually um a client that was supposed to work with a different trainer, a male trainer, but he wasn't available to work that day. So he asked me the night before, he said, can you go in and train these people for me? And it was this guy's first training session. So we worked out a couple of times. I gave him, I give every single one of my clients, my cell phone number, just in case they have questions or need to reschedule or whatever. And yeah. like always I gave it to him and he, a couple of times would text me, ask me for coffee or things like that. And I just never responded. And then I I just started working him out so hard. He was young. He was in great shape. He could handle it so hard to the point where – Oh, my cat. No, okay. <laughs> that was my cat. Sorry about that. They're fighting. Um, they want attention. But just started working him out to the point where he could not talk the whole <laughs> Yeah. Just like we couldn't converse like at all. Other than, you okay? He'd give me a thumbs up. Just little things like that. And after a while, he got it. But I wasn't – I wasn't there to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, so when you uh, when you have your clients and when you do the assessment and like you kind of talk them through stuff, do you kind of like ease their way into like new movements, or do you just kind of do like a small assessment with like a lighter weight, or how do you how do you manage with like assessing new stuff? Yeah. So after the initial assessment, I usually warn people. I 
gameplay is probably going to be a little bit boring for our first session. I just want to kind of take a look at how you move, what you're able to do, and things like that. That way I can go from there and program a workout that's customized to you rather than, I mean, I know every trainer has their own style of doing whatever, but I've seen a lot of people do the same exact workout with all of their clients. Yeah. Day. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't agree with that. I mean, there might be some basic things like, I don't know, somebody, they'll all do like some variation of a squat or some core workout, but definitely not the same thing every day. So from the basic assessment, I kind of see like what they're capable of, what they need to work on. Um, and based off of what their goals are, I'll, I'll kind of go from there. If it's somebody that's never worked out before or haven't worked out in a while, I definitely will give them more basic exercises to kind of build their foundation and their stability and work their way up. Um, even the, even people who are very fit athletes, I'll still start out easy because I want to make sure they're conditioned before I throw something more advanced at them. Um, a lot of people, well, not a lot, I'll have a few people who want to get into more of the powerlifting, Olympic lifting, things like that, and they're not that familiar with it, and they wonder why, why can't we just go jump right into heavy deadlifts, and I'll explain to them that we have to get their body ready for it in simple terms, they have to be conditioned, we have to work on their stability, and all of the smaller muscles so that they don't get hurt. Yeah, yeah, I, I've noticed like some of the clients, they're just like, they want to lift the heavy weights because they see it on like social media or, or like, you know, I want to look like this dude and like, like, or like I've had, I've had clients say like, Hey, I want to look like you. And I'm like, I don't think you understand like how long it took right. me to get yeah. to where I am. Yeah. So. I had um, a client the other day. She's awesome. She's done so great. She just turned 18. She only trains with me once a week, but she kicks ass. She had never worked out in her life. Never lifted a weight. I, never done sports um but she comes in she works hard she does what i tell her she goes in on her own but i was having her do uh, a specific core exercise for stabilization and i demonstrated it i did a few reps and i was like this is a really tough one and you drop to your knees you know she tried it because it looked easy and then she's she looked at me she couldn't do it uh from her feet i was like just trust me go to your knees she was like how you made that look so easy like yeah. how are you like I have been doing this on my own for at least 15 years like you've been doing it for four months it takes a long time to a look a certain way but b to be able to perform a certain way um it's like my core is stable because I have been lifting weights for 15 years uh before that I was an athlete school growing up all kinds of things I'm like for you never doing anything and four months in you're able to do what you can you should be proud of yourself it just takes time yeah I always I always tell people it's like just it's baby steps right just, exactly. it just ta- it just takes time I mean I I've, I've had clients go from just like lifting the bar to like mm-hmm. maybe having a two and a half on each side and then doing the lift and so I always kind of like break them in that way I mean I, at the end, I've had clients like do a trap bar deadlift with like one thirty-five, a female wow. in her fifties. So uh-huh. yeah, and they're uh, like, yeah, it's just you know, consistency is key. And I told him like, look at what you can do now that you couldn't do four months ago. Picture yourself a year from now. Yeah, um, I can't yeah. imagine if you had her like at least three times a week. What what would what would I she know. see? Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. So have you had like clients that? You know, they, they, they're only there for like eight sessions and that's it. And then like they try to get something out of it or like, you know, what what are you trying to like – do you tell your clients that like, you know, hey, you need to do this a lot more than just like the eight sessions that you, you know, you paid for? So how do you kind of like sell them into, you know, you need to do more sessions? Yeah, so there are people who will just buy a chunk of sessions for specific reasons. Like they just want to learn – how they want to get familiar with the weight room or Mm -hmm. they want to know just the basics to learn form um just because i mean there could be a variety of reasons maybe they can't afford it it's expensive maybe they don't have the time or they travel or they just want to learn or they have something specific they're getting ready for um and in that case i mean that's all you know i'm not a salesperson but i think they see the value of what what they get out of it so i would say most people stick with it for 
you know, most of my clients, I mean, I just switched locations of where I train at, but where I was at before I was there for five years, most of my clients were with me the whole time. I rarely took new clients because yep. that, my schedule was full of the old clients. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are different reasons that people might only buy a few, but I would say in the uh, most cases, people sign up thinking they just want to try it out. And then they end up sticking with it because they see the value in it. They see a lot of them. It's accountability. Yeah. Um, one man I trained for about three times a week for four years. And uh, his wife was like, don't you know what you're doing by now? He's like, yeah, but I'm not going to do it. Or I might do one set or I might skip a day or two. Yeah. It's just somebody there waiting for you, telling you what to do, watching your form so you don't get sloppy. So. Yeah. So, so with all this COVID stuff going on, obviously – the clientele in the gym and even before that they the gyms were closed so did you do like remote coaching at all or like what was it what were you doing that throughout that time no so when i left um the one location i was at i went to a different one i as the director of personal training so i took a little break from training um even though technically it was a, a promotion i I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like being in the management. I didn't like, and that was that was in February. So that was I started that right before COVID. Yeah. Um. So when the gyms shut down, I didn't have any clients at the time. I was just furloughed. So, um, I I guess fortunately and unfortunately didn't have to worry too much about that. But once the gyms reopened, I said to the owners, "Like, look, I miss personal training. This management is not for me. Can I?" Can I come back to training? And they were like, yeah, sure. Yeah. So they put me where I'm at now. Okay. All right. Uh, and obviously you're not as full as you were before. But oh, yeah. So how how you handle, how are you handling that right now? I've been pretty busy. I've been fortunate that I've been a lot busier than other people. I think I got lucky the time I came back into the gym. Um, but I would say like my schedule last year, it's probably – half as full as it was before um it's definitely a lot harder Uh, i mean obviously that's how i make my money i only work off of commission so it's definitely not ideal but i would say it it definitely could be worse i know some other trainers at different gyms some are struggling some are doing great it just kind of depends on the location and the type of clientele yeah have you done like you know two people at once or like a group training i mean that's the best way to do it i think so yeah, I, I that's a lot of fun. I do a few people at once. Um, I've done husband and wives. I've done friends, brother, sister. Um, and then I teach a lot of the group training classes. Yeah. Those are a lot of fun. Um, I prefer the, the one-on-one or two-on-one. Um, but every now and then I, I had a few clients. I used to train the two were friends. And then separately I trained the one's husband. But every now and again the three of them would come together. And it would just be so much fun. Yeah. So with the, yeah, awesome. So with the group with the group training, so um, you know, obviously it's hard, you know, looking at like twenty people all at once. So how do you how are you able to like manage, you know, group training when like watching out for people at all times? When I very first started doing that, um, it was definitely a challenge at first, just because I wasn't used to that many people at once. Yeah. Um. But as time went on, you just kind of get used to it. Plus, the people in those classes, generally, they come every single week. It's the same people after. And and they they begin to learn proper form, proper technique. And I tell them the same thing. I'll tell them, like, keep your shoulders back, keep your weight, you know, get, get off your toes. Things like that, simple things. Um, but I just, when I demonstrate the exercise at the beginning of class, I make sure I really focus on the key things that people usually are doing wrong with their yep. form and I say make sure you do this this and that if you you know if you don't you're gonna throw your back out or you're gonna hurt your shoulder things like that and I make sure people understand why they're doing what they're doing and then it kind of clicks for them and makes it a little bit easier yeah my my first so a little quick story of my first group training so I thought the gym that I was at I thought it was for a spin class so I got all the bikes ready and like it was like a, like a little studio area and then all of a sudden everyone walks in like wait a second I thought this was like a group <laughs> exercise class and I'm like what and, I, <laughs> and so they're like no this is like a group exercise session I'm like oh shit so I literally well, like we're... yeah so I literally had to take all the bikes out and like immediately like within like two minutes try to figure out like 
like eight different stations all at once and just try to split it up or four. And I'm no. like, and I'm like, all right, all right, go, go for like three laps around the building. All right. And just like, and I was like, uh, uh, okay. And I was like, trying to write everything on the board and everything and demonstrate. And it was like, that is awful. That's literally my nightmare. I actually have nightmares that I'm late <laughs> to my five thirty AM class and I have to write up the workouts and set up the room and everybody's waiting and watching for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. How did it turn out? Yeah, it, it was it was interesting, and like the 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 owner of the gym's like, oh, I thought I told you it was group group exercise, and I'm like, no, you did you didn't. So like, <laughs> that's awful. Thank, thanks, thanks. So, so, but it, it was it was fine. Every everyone was like okay with it and everything. So it was it was. It right. didn't, oh, that's a relief. Yeah. Yeah. That's my <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad. So, so obviously, so with the groups with the group classes you're doing now. You, it's like a whole new like it, it, they call it zone four so with like they they do it with like really dark and blue lights so what i mean what are your I, without like you know not getting in trouble like what do you think that way is better than the other way it's just an adjustment um it's good they're both good what it was before versus what it is now it's just different it was just getting used to something new um how the classes were before I would say it's just a different program because the trainers who taught the classes were the ones to write the classes and we could kind of tailor it to our clientele. Like we saw yeah. those people every day. We know what they like, what they can do, what pushes them. Um, and we always had a ton of fun with it. Um, the location I worked at for five years. So I was, in charge of the classes over there so i got to do a lot i knew everybody really well i got to do a lot with it um and then when i you know went to management for a while and then switched back into personal training it was you know the new style of classes um and it's just different it's more like i'm not saying it's worse or better it's just more corporate it's more like yeah very by the book this is what you do you we can't really make it our own, which I, I understand why they do that. It's just the people who take those classes signed up when it was something else. And now it's just completely different. So it's just been an adjustment for myself as a coach. And then also the members who have been doing it for yeah. a while. It's just different. Yeah. I don't, I don't really like working out in the, the darkness, yeah. um, but apparently that's the new thing. All the boutique classes are, are doing it. So. Yeah. So, so for the listeners, it, the, the classes she's talking about, is literally the room's like completely dark and there's like blue lights that are like shining like in random places and like music is blaring which is like which is cool but it's like a, a complete different aspect of like group training that like other people have seen so i mean you may see it at uh i don't know like equinox or i, I don't know what i think oh maybe um all oh, that that spin class that you would still see it like oh the uh, soul cycle they do that yeah. too so it's it's kind of like that so that's the, what she's talking about yeah, at first I thought it was really strange, and I was thinking, I'm going to turn the lights on anyways in my class, <laughs> but I wasn't allowed to, um, but I'm used to it now, so I really don't mind it. Um, just for class, after the class, they leave the lights off and walk out, and I see people working out in there, just yeah. regular members, working out in there in the dark, and that drives me crazy. I'll take my clients in that room after the class every single time it probably annoys you but i'm turning the lights on like we're not working out in the dark <laughs> yeah yeah i can't i can't do that either like with my clients like when that when the back room opened up with like all the power racks and like with that the, the expansion i literally just took the corner spot mm -hmm. i'm like we're not really deviating from anywhere from this i mean that's all we need really because like i personally for me per personally for me like i don't like the machines unless like someone has like bad form and then we need to use the machines for it but like i really don't like touching the machines right. whatsoever because they don't need it so first that's it's my that's my you know theory on it so i mean right. uh, so what is your theory on like the machines and yeah like... i agree with you i'll use them every now and then um it just kind of depends if somebody yeah if their form is bad or they have a back injury or something like that mm -hmm. um or if it's somebody that doesn't have very good mobility um things like that or if somebody's super sore from their workout earlier in the week i'm like all right i'll let you do a machine or two today <laughs> yeah it's just you know, everybody's different i i don't like to use them for myself um if they're the fixed motion just because i feel like not 
not everybody is built the same. We're all different. We all move different ways. So say you're doing like a shoulder press machine, you're in that fixed motion. I know me, for example, I know my shoulders don't necessarily move that way. My joints move in a different way. So for me, something like free weights or the cables are a lot more beneficial. Yeah, I agree. I to- totally agree. I mean, I'll use, I'll use, I'll use like the leg extension machine, and like everyone asks me at the gym, I'm like, hey, do you do you bench press at all? I'm like, not really. Mm-hmm. It's like a rare occasion that I do, or if or dumbbell bench press. It's probably like once every like maybe month. Right. Yeah. So, cause I I don't think I like for me like the way I work out, I don't I don't use it. So. Right, and yeah, everybody. I mean, everybody is different, so you probably don't need to use it yeah yeah so so what's your schedule like do you have like a do you I mean for me what I did was you know early morning sessions break in the middle and then you know afternoon sessions but what is what are you what are your sessions what are you like doing yeah that's what I'm doing right now um I am not a morning person I never have been but I've always as a trainer I've always worked early in the morning just because I feel like that's when it's busy that's when I make my money and um I don't want to say it's not true for everybody, but I feel like a lot of people who are there early in the morning are really dedicated and motivated to come in and work out before work. Yeah. Um, not that people who come other, everybody's schedule's different. I'm not saying they're harder workers than everybody else, but I've always just enjoyed my clients early in the morning because it's kind of quieter, more quiet in the gym and they're just they they're in there, they work hard and they're out. Um, and I like having a break in the middle of the day to kind of, good and bad but if I have an appointment or I want to take a nap you know it's nice and then working in the evening I used to not like it but I do really enjoy it right now all of my clients in the evening are super pleasant they're a lot of fun to work with so I don't mind (laughs) yeah I when I when I had the afternoon sessions especially the gym that you work at it was so swamped because that back room wasn't even open yet right And and it was so frustrating because I would be walking around and be like okay, look, we're going to do this, this, and this, and this. And there's, like, no room. And so, like, you, I literally had to, like, completely change everything. You have to get creative. It's tough. Yeah, and it's, like, you have to think on the fly. And, like, I had one client. She's, like, do you, like, think of this, like, on the fly? Or, like, do you have a sketch set program that you want to do? And I was, like, well, I, I have a set program that I want to do. But if something happens or someone has the the yeah, machine, like, the, the area we have, I have mm-hmm. to, like, think of something on the fly. And so she would be, like – all right, this is on the fly workout, isn't it? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, it kind of is. It kind of is. But we're doing the same thing that we want to do. Yeah. Right, and that makes it tough to do. I mean, I like the gym that we're at. Like, it's such a big gym. Um, but I also don't like that because it does get so crowded. And it does make it harder to do things you want to do. I have clients asking that, too. They're like, how do you plan my workouts? And I'm like, well... I may plan out everything we're doing, but usually I don't. But for that very reason, I'm like, okay, I know we need to work on your hamstrings and I know we need to work on stability, this and that. Yeah. I might not have the every single specific exercise planned, but there's a reason we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. So when you're when you're training people, especially in the afternoon, do you have like people coming up to you and asking you stuff or like trying to shoot the shit with you? And like how yeah. do you how do you how do you deal with like, you know, Obviously, your focus is your client, but how do you, like, kind of, like, tell them, like, you know, not right now or? Well, it's usually somebody that I know that wants to come up and chat or somebody that I'm acquainted with that I see in the gym and say hi. Um, But I'm usually really good about it. I'm like, oh, hi, how you doing? Good to see you. I'll see you later. Um, (laughs) And just kind of, like, or be like, oh, I got to get back to my client. Um, Or I've had people who I'm, I'm with a client. This frustrates me a little bit. I'm with a client, like, clearly. And somebody will come up and say, hey, can you come show me how to do blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'll be done uh, with her at 530. I have somebody right after that, but I'll be free in three hours. Or yeah. I'll be happy to show you then. Or if you go ask them at, you know, the front desk, I'm sure somebody else will be happy to. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if people don't don't realize I'm in a training session. I think a lot of people don't really know how it works. But yeah, but yeah I'm usually kind of like, polite but quick to dismiss them and I think they're like oh yeah she's working <laughs> so when you when you first started did you have like uh like a notepad or anything like that or just like yeah so I would say for the first week I had a notepad and then I realized it just kind of like 
for me, I know a lot of people use them and it's, you know, a great tool, but for me, it just was kind of a waste to carry that around for things like that. Like I, what I would have planned out wouldn't be what we're doing. And a lot of people ask me, how do you remember what we did last week or what weight I do or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is my career. This is what I do six days a week. Like, I I know you're my client. I see you multiple times a week, every week for how long? Like, that's it's my job to know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, one of my clients, he's awesome. Our, uh, I think, five-year anniversary together is coming up. He started with me at the other location, yeah, almost five years ago. Three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, and now the location I work at, it's, uh, it's 30 minutes away from him, but he still drives all the way up and comes, uh, and trains with me three mornings a week. He's awesome. He's 70 now and he works so hard. So it's awesome. He said today, this morning, actually, he's like, I, I adjust the seat on one of the, the benches he was using and picked the right way for him. He was like, you always know what, you know, how to set it up for me. I'm like, I shouldn't, it's been five years. You, I should know by now, yeah. um, but it's awesome when you build relationships like that and you have clients like that who will travel with you and five years later, they're still working out for you. Yeah. Those are the, I think those are the best ones for, yeah, especially right. you financially and mm-hmm. like personally, because I have I've had clients that I were, I was with for years, and I mean it worked out really well. Like and it was awesome, and like they yeah. always wanted to be like, okay, I want to do this today, and I'm like, okay, I mean I was planning to do something else, but if you, I mean you're more than welcome to try it out. So yeah, for sure, yeah. and it's awesome the help the relationships you build. Like I never thought one of my really close friends would be a 70 year old man yeah. <laughs> who I met at the gym. So. Yeah. I mean the one that my, my, the, the client I've had the longest, she it was, I think she's in her fifties. And the weird thing is, is like we have the same birthday. <laughs> we graduated nice. college with the same degree. And oh, like, wow. we had like, everything was like, we're both artistic and like, it was like kind of so weird. We're like, all right, this is kind of weird how, you know, same yeah, we have the same, like almost everything. And it's like, and she's I'm like, we're like, she's like, yeah, it's kind of weird too. But like we, we stuck with it. And it was, it was awesome. It was like the best relationship ever. And I, I yeah, mean, even, it's so, such a good feeling too. Yeah. And even I don't train her anymore. We still chat mm-hmm. and online and stuff like that. So, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's awesome. yeah. But speaking of online, do you do online personal training or, or have you done online before? No, I don't. Um, I always kind of wanted to get into it, but I know that the market is so saturated with like Instagram and things like that. There's so many people, whether they know what they're doing or they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. There's so many things out there and it's tough. I've had um, a few people who I've made like clients who were traveling, you know, afford to come to the gym all of the time. I've made them customized things for them to do on their own yeah um but that's the extent of it yeah well 90 percent of the people that do remote coaching is don't even know what they're doing so right exactly yeah Yeah. they just genetically have a small waist and a big butt and you know they're like buy my booty plan yeah and And like they'd stick their ass in front of the tv stick their ass in front of the camera (laughs) and be like look at me look at my ass right exactly yeah (laughs) born like yeah Yeah. have you ever have you ever tried so I, I had another guest before you. His name's uh, Mark uh, Ruley, and he's he's a really he's a guy. About, he wants to have like personal trainers stay in that career forever and have clients that will last forever. Like your client that's like that's been together for five years. Yeah. And have you? He's all he's adamant on LinkedIn. Have you have you tried LinkedIn at all? Or I have it. I'm not that active on it. Um, like. Maybe a couple of times a year I'll go on there, but mm-hmm. no, not really. You need to get you need to get on it. I I, I think it's because you got to think his 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 way of thinking is you have career minded people on that compared to Instagram when you have like right. high school kids or college kids that are that have no money and mm-hmm. can't afford personal training. So I mean, right, exactly, and you appear more professional if you have a LinkedIn. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll definitely have to use it more. Yeah, and post post a lot on it too. So that's that's what I need to start doing. Like, cause I I want to post out content, but it's just like, okay, I post here, here, and here, and then I'm like, oh crap, I forgot here. And right, so, and it's tough too. I've had people ask me why I don't do more, like with like a fitness Instagram page and posting and making videos. And for me, it's like 
working out, weightlifting is my hobby and it's also my job. I don't also want to then have to go and add like a third aspect. I like, I personally don't want that to be my whole life. I like to have like a separation from it. So yeah. for me, I had um, a fitness Instagram at one point, but I was like, this is just too much. I, I think it's great for the people that do do that and fitness is their world. But for me, I, I love to lay on the couch with my cats and eat pizza and watch murder mysteries too. <laughs> it's not all, you know what I mean? It's about yeah. balance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Like you, you need, you need balance in your life. So, and if you, if eating pizza and watching murder mysteries is fine with you, that's, that's perfectly fine. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, so with, with your schedule so have you done like 12 hour like have you done like long periods with with like training or have you had that burnout phase for like constantly like always training like every single day and like that's it yeah yeah i did uh, a couple of years ago i i was working a lot like i say would say i was at the gym at five every single morning i would do like seven or eight hours in the morning and then come back for another three or four hours at night yeah and then saturday mornings too and i was making good money but it was just exhausting after a while i was like i physically mentally cannot do this anymore um i'm such a huge introvert which surprises a lot of people um a lot of people are like, oh, but you're so outgoing, you're so blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not shy, I'm not afraid to talk to people. I love talking to clients, but it's just the end of the day after, like, always being on and making sure, like, watching people's form, being on my feet, running around, conversation after conversation. To me, like, that just drains me, although I love it. Yeah. I'm just exhausted by the end of the day. So it reached a point after maybe six months of working that much, I was just mentally – it started affecting me physically, too. I'm like, I just – I'm so tired, so I had to cut back my schedule a little bit. Yeah. So speaking of scheduling, so um, how do you train in between, like, all of your clients? So right now it's a little bit easier um, because I'm not as busy as I was. I'll have a little more breaks than I'm used to. Normally when my schedule is back-to-back-to-back, I would work out in the middle of the day on my break. I would get done for the morning around noon. I would do my workout then – then go home and shower and eat and take a nap or do whatever and then go back that's normally what I'm used to I feel like that's when I feel the best to time of the day I'm not I don't like to work out early in the morning and I don't like to work out at night because I'm tired yeah Um, but middle of the day that's usually what I do now um but sometimes in the my mornings have been a little bit slower lately so I'll have an hour here or there I'll do my workout when I can get it in. Yeah. So I obviously you've done CrossFit before and we've talked about that. So is, are your workouts kind of like CrossFit oriented or like what are, what are they they like now? Um, not as much as they were a little bit. So I used to always be like heavy, heavy lifting. That's it. Nothing else. Um, but I've started the last maybe two years. I've started adding in a little bit more endurance and cardio and things like that. Um, I always hated cardio, but that's just because I never did it and I was terrible at it. Yeah. Um, so the older I get, I mean, I just I just incorporate uh, incorporate a little bit of everything, which is why I like CrossFit. It's it's fun. It's an awesome workout. You burn a lot of calories, and it's just fun. Like I love Olympic lifting. That's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Um, but I've been trying to add more variety. I feel like I have done the same type of thing for so many years. I've just been trying to switch it up a little bit. Um, yeah. So not as much CrossFit. I'd like to go back to CrossFit. Um, but the classes at the gym I was going to are the same time that I'm busy with my schedule. So I just kind of stopped going. But yeah, well, you, you should you should follow my program that I follow. Oh, okay. It's a free. It, it, it's literally free. It's like an app. It's called CompTrain. Okay. So, okay, I see you in there every morning, and I'm yeah. like, that looks awesome. I mean, yeah. I I have gotten used to the morning sessions, but like when I was personal training, I like just like you, I would train because like, I have a gym, I have a whole gym in my basement, so nice. I so I would train while my son's sleeping, mm-hmm. and nice. and so like that would do that for like an hour and a half or whatever whatever the program was, and now since you know COVID hit, I was working out at night, which was miserable for me because my if I, my blood sugar was low, I couldn't yeah. work out that night. So it's, it's, you know, it sucks. So now I just do in the morning 
and pretty much have like no issues and I just just stuck with it so you know yeah that's awesome and then you feel good like the rest of the day yeah I'll and, definitely have to check it out yeah and then night eight thirty in the at night you're like just you hit a wall and you're just like I want to go to bed but you really can't because right, you gotta, I, cause I have to do other things so. <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 a little getting used to, especially getting up at like four thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, I mean, obviously you do that as a trainer, and I did it as a trainer. But like, after COVID, you'd wake up at like just before you go to work because you're working literally in your bedroom. You just turn over and be like, "Hey, here's my computer." So, uh-huh. so yeah, and over COVID, I wasn't working at all. So I just slowly, my sleep schedule slowly got like I stayed up later and later. Yep because i normally wake up at 4 30 or 5 i was waking up at 11 oh my gosh <laughs> that's like that's like college years i know i was like i can't believe like what is going on i just would slow it like every week it was like an hour later yeah yeah i mean for me i mean i used to work overnights at the hospital like right when i moved down here so i would like literally go to bed at 8 and they just like wake up at like i don't know like 4 p.m yeah and it'd be miserable yeah. I, I hated overnights it was the worst Mm-hmm. It just is, it throws you off. It's like when I, I, I'm a huge napper. I love to nap. It's like when you take a nap, when it's light out and you wake up and it's dark. Yeah. It just throws you off and it's confusing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I haven't had a nap. I, it's been a long time since I've had a nap. So it's like, cause of yeah, my two kids. Yeah. I don't have any kids. I just have cats. Yeah. So they nap with me. <laughs> so, um, as a trainer, what do you think in your mind is uh, makes makes a, a great train like a, a trainer a great trainer? So I think there's a few completely different pieces that are all equally important. I yep. think obviously you have to know you have to know your stuff. You have to know like what you're doing. You have to be. You don't necessarily need to have years of experience training other people, mm-hmm. but you have to know for yourself. You have to know the mechanics of the body, yeah, at least a little bit of anatomy. You just have to know how things work. Um, so knowledge is definitely, obviously, one of the most important pieces. Um, but I think how you interact with people is another huge piece of the puzzle. I've seen trainers who are great. They know what they're doing. They know their stuff. They're in great shape themselves. Um, but their interaction with people, they just can't really interact with people or there's like a very certain type of person that they can work with. I think it's a lot of, yeah, just how you interact and how you communicate with people. Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge part of it. Yeah. I I completely agree because you can have, like you said, amazing trainers, but like, Mm -hmm. like, or you could have like people that are very talkative and they're like really bad trainers. Right. And it has to be a good balance because there's a lot of people who they're there to, they see you several times a week, every single week for months or for years and they yeah. get to know you and they, they trust you and they want to, you know, they start to open up to you about things that they don't necessarily want to tell their friends about or, the, you know, just things that they can't really tell anybody else. So you kind of become a therapist too. Yeah. You're there, outlet, they're there working out to, for whatever reason, to relieve stress, to be healthier, whatever, like, you're the one helping them on their journey. Um, and I feel like they need to be able to, to talk to you or to trust you. Some people, I mean, they just want to work out and not say a word and that's fine too. Um, but I feel like you just have to have a good, you have to be a good, uh, people person. Like I said, I'm an introvert, but I still connect really well with people. Yeah. So I think that's, those are the two best components i would say that make the best trainer yeah i agree because I've, I've seen you communicate really well in the morning time even though i'm like in between like dying between sets but like <laughs> i i do see like you know you actually interact really well and that's why Thank i kind of that's why i wanted you to get come on the podcast because i wanted to get your like your side of like how you train people and all that stuff so awesome. i mean yeah. yeah i appreciate it yeah i mean I, and, and um and also do you have any like goals that you want to hit by the end of the year or like you want to do by next year at all or like with training or personally anything really I would love I would love to get back into CrossFit how I was I had done a couple years ago I did two competitions and it was so much fun I'd like to get back into that um just with COVID and even before when I uh 
went into management, my whole schedule and my whole like working out routine, everything just kind of shifted. So I'm a lot weaker <laughs> than I was. So I'm sure like everybody else, I'm just trying to get back into my routine. So I think definitely next year I'd like to do a CrossFit competition again. Okay. Well, I mean the, the CrossFit opens coming in February. Yeah. So yeah. If, if you want to do it, I mean, I don't have a gym to go to yet. I'm trying to find a, a CrossFit gym to do it at. But right. the, the the gym that I was doing the open at, like before, they mm-hmm. closed down because of COVID. So they, yeah. yeah. So I was like, well, I can't go here. So where am I going to go next? So the one I was going to is awesome. Um, I'll have to send you the information about that. Yeah. They have the good equipment. But yeah, that'd be fun. February is a good goal. Yeah, I mean, you can you can get at it and start doing that yes. that that program I was telling you about. Get back into it for sure. Yeah, yeah I think that's definitely attainable. Yeah, and cool. so so a little off topic with training. So you have a good amount of tattoos. So how did how did all that come about? Um, with my uh, well, so I always wanted one. I was super like artsy, artistic. All I did was art, like growing up as yeah. a teenager. And then my very first one, I got inside of my arm. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, nobody will really see it. It'll be kind of hidden. So I waited like three years and I finally got it. And then my next one was just like big on my forearm. And then from there, I just started getting more. And uh, now I'm going to keep going. (laughs) They're just expensive. But I think I probably have like 13 or 14 right now. Okay. Uh, My whole right arm and then a little bit on my left arm. But uh, but yeah, and it's it's funny. uh, We used to have to cover them up at the gym training until – the summer before, not this past summer, but the one before, we could finally show them off. So I'd be, it'd be like ninety-five degrees out, and I'd be in long sleeves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, so, do, do, they, do you think that like the reason why they wanted people to cover up because they thought it was like intimidating for the clientele, or you know? I have no idea. I don't know, <laughs> but I know the reason they said that we're allowed to show them now was a, I mean, it's just becoming more acceptable. Everybody has tattoos pretty much. Yeah. Um, they said, um, one of the owners, he was saying that, um, at all of our locations, people just kept not covering them. They kept just ex- having their tattoos exposed. Yeah. And you're so tired of like having to tell everybody and make everybody cover it up. Finally, <laughs> he was just like, you know what? Like everybody has them. We need to reevaluate these rules. And, uh, I'm glad because, you know, it's not fun training in long sleeve shirts. No, no, I can't <laughs> imagine. I've I've always wanted to get a tattoo, but I'm I'm thinking like since I'm 41 right now, it's kind of like, is it really worth it getting now? Do it, yes. So I don't know. I mean, I've I've had a couple of ideas. I don't know if I don't know if it's even worth it. So, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right. So we're getting close to the end. So um. Do you have like a favorite book that you like to read over and over again? It doesn't have to be business. It could be like a book like, you know, you would give to your friend for a gift because you liked it so much. Um, No, honestly, I'm not a huge reader. Uh, I just think I have a hard time focusing. Yeah. Um, But I'm really into documentaries. Like okay. I like to watch. I would rather watch a documentary than read a book. I feel like it's just easier for me to focus on. Yeah. Um, but I love things about like space and you know the universe and stuff like that. Very cool. I, I'm a big space guy too. Have you have you seen the latest Netflix one, the Ben uh, Lazara UFO? No, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, you got to see it. So I I saw him on the Joe Rogan podcast and like he talked okay. about like he actually saw like alien spacecrafts and like they're oh, okay. I've heard. I know what you're talking about. I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah. You got it. You got to see it. It's, it's okay. super it, I I haven't seen the, I I've, I've seen the, I've listened to the podcast. I've seen like probably like 20 minutes of the, of the documentary. So it's, it's really, really interesting. That's awesome. I'll check it out. If, if I could be like, I've always been fascinated by science, but that was always, in school. That was always my worst subject. I tried so hard because I it was so interesting, but I just was not good at it. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, if I could do anything, I'd be a scientist for sure. <laughs> yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, and also, if if anybody has like you know a question for you about personal training or you know where to find you for like you know taking a personal training session with you, like where where can people reach out to you? Um, I'd probably say the easiest way would be my Instagram. 
Um, it's Rachel A820. So R A C H E L A 820. Um, that's probably the best way okay. uh, to touch with me. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Well, um, I, I, so the last question. So what would you tell a, a new trainer that's just getting into personal training, like what to expect throughout their career? Um, I would definitely, well, I would recommend they shadow as many trainers and talk to as many trainers as they can. Yeah. Um, that's just probably the best way to prepare somebody. I mean, you can read and study and learn as much as you want, but like we talked about earlier, that's only half of it. Yeah. So I would say just talk to as many trainers that you can, especially ones who have been who have been doing it for a while. Yeah, I funny story about that. So there was a a, a trainer that was there for a hot minute at the, at the mm-hmm. gym, and he was shadowing me. And one of my one of my clients was like, "I want to do a spin class because I used to teach spin too." And I'm like, "All right, cool, I'm down. Let's do a spin class." And so yeah. I told the guy because he doesn't do cardio. I'm like, "Yes." we're doing a spin class. He's like, I don't do cardio. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. You don't do cardio. You're doing cardio today. <laughs> and so we did a half hour session of, of a spin, of a spin class. And I actually was the instructor like on the bike, showing him what to do. Oh my God. Dying. He was absolutely dying. And like, he was sweating profusely. And he's like, I, I got to go home. And I'm like, all right, well, I mean, uh, did you, did you learn anything? And he's just like, yeah, I need to do cardio. <laughs> and it was like after that, I don't think I saw him after that. So. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, everybody has their things. Like I said, you know, I used to never do, I hated cardio because I would never do it. Yeah. But I think like you don't necessarily need to work out, you know, and every, there's so many different ways to work out, but so at least like yoga is not my thing personally. No. I don't ever do it. Um, it's great, just not for me. But I'll recommend it if I think my clients need it. I'll, you know, I'll tell them you should go to yoga for this, this, and that reason, things like that. Um, but I think just having knowledge of what's out there, you don't have to necessarily do it yourself. But um, no, I feel like no way is the right way. It's just what fits for you and what fits for your client. Yeah. So, do you have any Instagram pages that you like to look at and to kind of like kind of steal? Not steal, but like kind of like show it to your clients. No, honestly, I don't. I used to follow a lot of Instagram fitness Instagram pages, but like I said, after a while, it was just kind of like like we talked about a lot of the same type of uh, you know. A lot of people don't really know what they're doing, or a lot of them um, started to turn into. I was following a lot of the um, like the bodybuilding bikini competitions, yeah. things like that. Um, and after a while, I mean, I was prepping to do one two years ago. I quit five weeks out just for health reasons. Um, and I know I have a lot of friends who have done them, but I think I know I have a lot of clients who follow those women, um, which is great inspiration, but they're like, I want to look like this. I'm yeah. like, well, that's not healthy to look like that all year round. These yeah. people who are professionals is all they do. You can look like that for maybe two months. And then after that, it's just not healthy so I think a lot of them I just started unfollowing them so unfortunately I don't have any Insta- fitness Instagram pages I recommend I just pretty much follow memes <laughs> okay hey that works so so Rachel I just want to thank you very much for you know to taking your to, you know get taking your time to do a podcast with me and uh, I hope the listeners do appreciate it too yeah, this was so much fun. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right. And well, hopefully uh, listeners learn something. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they will. So, all right. Well, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Bye.